welcome back to a new season of the Divorce Dames podcast. This season, we're discovering, understanding, and appreciating our true selves in this post-divorce life. I'm Anne. And I'm Stephanie. We're your hosts. So, Steph, what's new with you this week, boo? Oh, not a whole lot, but I started bullet journaling. Wow. Started bullet journaling, which I'll dive more into that a little bit later with the decompress segment. Uh, But I did start that and I really like it. Um, For today, um, I'm sorry. Forgive me in this recording if I have cats going crazy and you hear me slapping or snapping my fingers and going, shh, <laughs> they're going crazy cats. right now. Oh my gosh. I miss you, you know, and I know those are your children. And all I can say is, you know, my allergies have never been more stable since <laughs> I I bet. And I'm, I'm happy for you. I just right now want to... Make furry little hats out of them because you're going insane. Okay. This week, this week, yes. Okay. So, today was a Monday. Yes. It was a Monday. We're actually recording on a Monday instead of a Sunday today. but Which is my fault. Uh, no, it's okay. It's fine. But this Monday was the opposite of my last Monday. Um, I got frustrated during work and I decided, you know what? I'm not going to spend this last hour sitting here being frustrated. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go home. So I did and cook my dinner and it was wonderful and it was lovely. Um, But that's about it. But what about you? Um, Well, I'm really interested in your new calling. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I had a bullet and I completely forgot about it. Okay, yeah, I think I learned my new calling with wine and writing Amazon reviews. Yeah, girl, you got to tell me about this. This sounds So, <laughs> listen, uh, I'll pull up just a little excerpt. I sent it to Amy. Let's see if I can find this. So, I think it was Thursday night. I had a glass or two of wine, and I had an email from Amazon saying, hey, would you like to review these things that you bought, please? Yes, and thank you. Uh, so I reviewed the bed frame that I bought and the AirPods, but this was just one one little piece from it. After disassembling the low price monstrosity I had in my bedroom, <laughs> I excitedly put this one together with a can of LaCroix, my faithful companion. The instructions are easy, e- clear and easy to follow, but with some common sense and a liking for level easy puzzles, this bed frame is a breeze. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I Girl, love like, that. a whole story about this damn bed frame. <laughs> my Amazon reviews are like, came on time, good quality. Like, I'm like, I don't oh, have time for this shit. God, <laughs> I usually do that. But I was just like, I started writing the one sentence and I'm like, oh, 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 okay. We're going to have a whole story. And then even the <laughs> AirPods, I just started off like, listen, if you've even thought about buying these, just do it. Just listen to yourself. <laughs> if you've been wondering if you should get these, if they're really that good, I'm sure you can find some like cheaper ones that don't make you look like a quote unquote elite douchebag with the white things <laughs> hanging out of their ears that say, hey, look how much money I spent on something frivolous. Just oh. buy them because they're great and they don't fall out. <laughs> that is so funny. 
because <laughs> I straight up think that like as I watch people walk around with those ear pods, I thought like, the same I, thing. They're just designed to be lost. And case in point, this weekend, you know, I went out of town and guess what happened? Somebody lost his AirPods. I bet. They're just made to be lost. I don't So far I haven't lost mine. I love them. They're great. And so they like automatic the wireless ones. I have the wireless ones, yeah. Cuz I the story is. And this is why this episode's probably going to be 2 hours. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try. I had I had wireless ones, but they were like connected by a wire, but not a wire you plug into your yeah, device. Right. Yeah. But they were terrible. They pinched my ears and they constantly slipped out whenever I would run. Mm-hmm. And the battery life was garbage. Mm. So I was looking for some new ones and I was like, do I want to spend this much money on these? I don't know. And then my coworker, the one that you love, was like, He's like an Apple advocate. I that makes so so much yes. sense. But it's He's also like, like such a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. But he's just like, oh no, you need to buy them. You will not regret it. You need to buy them. So I did, and they're actually really great. The case charges them. Yeah. When I take them out, they automatically. Well, they automatically pair to my phone, but now that they're paired, anytime I pull them out, they're just ready to go. I don't have to like turn anything on. I just put them in and go. Uh, and they don't slip like at all. It's amazing. I thought for sure I was going to hate running in these things, but they don't slip around when I sweat. It's amazing. So I'm converted. I think that my conversion will be slow and probably non-existent. And that's totally fine. Yeah, I'm a 100% old lady when it comes to these earpods. I need them either connected to each other or connected to my phone. And I get that. And I was, like, very skeptical about this. But what's nice is I often have one earbud in while I listen to something. So I have the other ear available if somebody needs to talk. Right. It's so convenient for that. Of course, now one earbud's getting charged more than the other one, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's exciting. Yes, great stuff. It's riveting. <laughs> <laughs> well, my week, my work week, let's start with, let's start with uh, the frustrating part and then the better part. So my work week was very similar. I um, actually, all week long last week, hammered out this task it's just very involved and when i received it you know the the directions or instructions i don't know whichever you want to say um from my lead just really weren't that clear so i'm like kind of maneuvering through you know the muddled waters of these directions and utilizing all these different resources to put this document together finally get it done get it cleaned up, sent to my lead. She edits it, sends it back to me, you know, with her edits. And so I go through and I want to make sure that I got those edits done because I knew I was going to be out of town for the weekend and I wasn't going to have time to like check back in before I had a due date tomorrow for the next part of the task. Well, I get an email. So I traveled to Charlotte this weekend 
And um, so that is a six and a half hour drive from me. And I, you know, pull up to my destination and I'm unloading. And so I just kind of take a little glance at my phone and notice that I have an email from her letting me know that the client actually um, has disapproved the topic of the entire document and would like me to redo it. And here are a list of topics to choose from. Um, I I screamed and cursed out loud and I wanted to throw my phone against something very hard. Like I was just like, imagine, let's just imagine a world where I received that list of topics to start with. Yeah. And then all of that work that I did would not be for nothing. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are. What a concept. You know, imagine. But <sighs> it's, you know, on the other end, I know that sometimes these things just come with the territory, you know, when you're doing client-based work. It's just how sometimes this is just where the chips fall. And you do work and you have to redo the work that you've done. And I know that. <sighs> it's just the, like, type A in me that, like, once I finally figured out what the hell I was doing to start with and how to do it, you know, to the fact that I would have to go back after all that time spent and that it's just down the drain and that it really took me the week to do, that was the thing that just really made me just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to absolutely lose my mind. That, that is such a common thing with client work. You're right. And any capacity, like even with design in the agencies I worked at, like mm-hmm. clients would do the same thing. They're like, oh, I don't know what I want. I just want to brand your website. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, let's spend all this time and money and resources to create something that we think is going to work with your mission and your vision. And then you do it. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, but that makes me think I don't want it. And I actually want all of these ideas instead. Exactly. Like yes. what? Why couldn't you have thought of that before? <laughs> exactly that. That's exactly that. It's frustrating. So, but that being said, luckily I did not end my frustrating week at home where I would just drink myself to oblivion and scream out loud at the TV. (laughs) I instead took my first trip in an attempt at a long distance, I'm going to say situation. I'm not going to call it a relationship yet. (laughs) I don't think either of us is calling it a relationship right now. Right. We're just kind of like seeing where it goes. Um, but it's not really a situationship. Like, it's not like we're, I mean, I'm not going to drive for six and a half hours just to be hooking up. I can hook up anywhere um, in my local uh, community. I don't need to drive to another state for that. You like him and care about him enough. To yeah, do. I like him and care about him. And so interested to see can we make this kind of long distance thing work um since we met before both of us moved from wilmington um and we're interested in continuing to see each other so we're seeing how it goes i made my first trip and we had a pre-birthday celebration for me because my birthday you know it's this weekend but he has a fraternity event this weekend that he was already pre-committed to before we even, you know, kind of start doing our thing. So, um, I, which I'm totally, I'm fine with. That gives me the opportunity just mm-hmm. to hang out with my new friends here That's for my cool. birthday. Yeah, so I think it's a good thing. And we had a good time, you know, just did some very basic stuff. Ate out, went shopping, you know, watched movies, spent time together and just kind of um, enjoyed getting to know each other a little bit more. 
that sounds great. Yeah, so I think that, you know, the week was ended, tried to end in a frustrating way. You know, the word says what the devil tries. That's not what the word says. <laughs> oh my god basically it's i can't remember the verse and i know the verse basically it's what the devil means for de- for bad the god works out for good yeah i swear that's so terrible i know the verse i don't know why it's like escaping me Oh. All the Christians listening to us are going to be like, she's such a dumb bitch. Somebody can tweet at us and be like, All right, this is it. I know, this because it's like one of those like regular Sunday school verses. <laughs> like that everybody knows. But anyway, so I ended up having a really good week. And um, so I wasn't even stressed about coming back to work today and having to essentially restart everything. That's good. Yeah, so it is what it is. That was a good way to refresh to tackle that. Because I came into work and then saw that I had a meeting from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And my first question was, are you providing lunch? Good God, yes. (laughs) Which turns out he forgot. And he was like, oh, yeah, thank you for reminding me. Um, So I just came in pretending like I had it all covered. I'm like. Wow. Oh, my gosh. think about the important things, guys. Yeah, I'd have a mini heart attack (laughs) if I saw a 10 to 1 meeting on my phone. Don't call me a product designer for nothing. I'm thinking about that. (laughs) eating experience and how bad it would be without food amen (laughs) wow yeah wow Steph that was a good one (laughs) well that's all the news shall we decompress I think so all right what are we drinking today girl I am drinking LaCroix Girl, I'm drinking water, too. doing my best (laughs) to not drink on the weekdays, and I failed that last week. (laughs) I just straight up realized, I mean, we had lots of drinks this past weekend, but, like, also realized that I just couldn't remember. When was the last time I just didn't have alcohol? (laughs) I straight up could not remember when was the last time I didn't drink all day. right. And I can remember, so I was like, that's a problem. And your body is probably so dehydrated that you need just a reset, a total, like, reset. Good water. Yeah, so water for me for this week, water and coffee, because there's no way I'd make it through the workday without it. Oh, of course you need yeah. coffee. Yeah, but water and coffee for me this week until yes. my birthday, and then I'll pick it back up. I'm excited. I get to drink my butter coffee again. I'm so happy. Oh, yes. You know, I mm-hmm. saw the ghee butter in Whole Foods, I think. Uh huh. I want to get some so I can try it in my coffee and see. What it's I think. good. It's um, because I'm doing it with my intermittent intermittent fasting that my trainer's having me do. So I asked him. I've heard it's good to help jump your body into ketosis, and it's okay to do with fasting. What do you think? He was like, "Yeah, that could help." He's like, "I don't know about the quantity. I would start small." Because I think <laughs> the first time I did it. I was just like heaping spoonfuls of butter, get that in there. Yep, it's frothy and delicious, but I think I was really not helping myself. So now do you put the butter in first? So I put the butter in, I have a bullet mixer. So I put like a teaspoon now. I was doing like probably a tablespoon and a half before. No wonder I was gaining (laughs) weight. Lord. (laughs) It's just like ketosis. Um. 
teaspoon of that. I maybe add just a, a splash of my creamer. I want to mm-hmm. get back to weaning myself off of the creamer. Mm-hmm. Um, add the coffee and then I blend it up. Um, you can mix it and some people use a shaker, but they, it's been said like mixers are the best way to get it in there. But you can't do hot things in a bullet. I do. Oh. It's good. I have an explosion in your house. So far, so good. <laughs> uh, nothing's happened. <laughs> so far, so good. I've just put like hot coffee in there, poured it in, and I mix it up for like 30, 20 to 30 seconds. And then I open it up and it's nice and frothy. It looks like a little latte and it's delicious. Oh. I might try it with my iced coffee. Mm. Ooh, yes. That would be good. Because it's hotter than Satan's balls outside. So I've not been <laughs> drinking hot drinks. It's insane. Yeah. It's too hot. Too hot. Well, how have you decompressed this week? You know, I'm be honest. I have oh. not decompressed this week. <laughs> it hasn't happened. As a matter of fact, I think Tuesday it was, I had my um, therapist's appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I did. I had it on Tuesday because it was originally scheduled for Saturday. But since I was going out of town and I had a hair appointment, um, I wanted to shuffle some things around. I didn't want to miss my appointment with my therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had uh, a good session with her in that we're really starting to dive deep. And it was really the first time that I can say that it was a hard, that I had a hard session. Mm-hmm. Like with my counselor back home, like, of course, we talked about heavy and, and serious things. And he gave me some some great perspectives. But I think because I don't know if it's her technique or what, but it was the first time that I would say that, wow, this was a hard session. Like after I left, I was like, I need a fucking drink because like we got to talking, um, about Michael and, and the suicide. And she, you know, was asking me some very pointed questions surrounding it. Um, and so she gave me some homework that when she gave me the homework, like my initial reaction was just like my stomach, just like, flipped into my throat Hmm. and that was like my my first reaction so she saw this like and I tried to keep my face very blank because I knew what was going on inside me and she was like um are you understanding what I'm asking you to do like she was like your face is kind of I'm not sure how to read it I was like no I understand I said I'm trying to not react Mm -hmm. and she was like oh I get it I get it you just don't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. I don't want to do it. I said, to be honest, after you said it, I imagined myself doing this homework and immediately resisting the thought of of ever even attempting to do it. And she's like, no, okay, I understand that. I deal with that all the time. So here's what we're going to do. And so we started to walk through like a plan of execution, basically, um, for me to do this homework. Um, that I'm, I'm dreading. I don't have to do it until next Tuesday. Um, but I'm dreading it. I've been dreading it since she assigned it to me and I'm dreading it every day to doing it. Um, so I didn't really decompress much outside of like, after that I came home and what did I want to do? I wanted to drink wine and I wanted to watch something. I can't even remember. Um, if it was comedies or scary movies, I wanted to watch something and I just wanted to drink wine and watch that something and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So 
I need to I need to have some healthy decompression um, practices though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I I'm learning to not go to wine or mm-hmm. a cocktail for decompress yes. decompress yeah. time. Or working because it's there, and why not? I'm not doing anything, so I may as well work. I'm I'm pulling myself out of that mentality. That's you know I want to say that's hard, but I know that it's not wonderful. But I'm just like I never feel motivated to work because I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. I do feel motivated to clean. Oh yes. I'm angry. Oh, I will clean. Oh, I will rage clean like a mofo. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah, that I will do. Yes. So, well, how have you decompressed this week, my love? Well, I, well, I mentioned earlier bullet journaling or bujo. Yes. So I got into that, read up about it. Uh, They actually had this little workshop at work to inform people what it is, how it could help you. And they had a panel of three employees at the company who use this and their different techniques on how they use it. So for those of you who don't know, um, Bullet journaling started by a product designer named Ryder Carroll, who was diagnosed, I think, early on in his life with some learning disabilities. So it was difficult for him to stay organized in the simple way, like making lists and checklists. And um, he just had a hard time staying organized that way. So he, he took this concept and went beyond like simple organization and built a mythology around that. And it's called bullet journaling. So it requires a notebook. It's handwritten because studies say when you handwrite notes and handwrite tasks, you have a higher percentage of retaining it to memory. Um, But it's best described as like a mindfulness practice to keep you productive. And it's like, what, what was the phrase? Like it's the art of the art of intentional living. Like you're writing down what you're going to do, when you're going to do it. Um, So that's like the concept of bullet journaling. So what I did, I bought one of my favorite notebooks. It's a lectern. Lectern? Lectern? I don't know. It's spelled weird. It's spelled weird. But it has dotted pages. It's not a normal notebook. It has dots in it instead for the grid instead of a grid or lines. And it's my absolute favorite. Um, So yeah, so I just started journaling stuff out. I have my key and like each symbol represents a certain thing that I'm supposed to do. Um, And I started off with July and I listed out every week. There's like a little space on the spread for each week. And then I go through July and at the end of July, I have one line a day where at the end of the day, I'm just going to like compile my day in one line. That's like in a be- sentence? Yeah, one sentence oh. that day, uh, which which will be a challenging way to, for me to creatively come up with like one sentence. I'll allow myself to if it was a really heavy day. <laughs> but- That's such a great, I like that, honestly, though, because, you know, mm-hmm. if you keep it up throughout the year, if you put all those sentences together, like. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like that. Yep. And then you can look back on it and be like, oh, look at look at all that I did and how much I actually accomplished instead yeah. of like, I look back at this last month and I'm like, what the hell did I do? <laughs> now, <laughs> I now I know and I have a place to look at it. And like, I've already started with this first, well, let's see, I started on week four of July. 
And like this spread is already filled up with like all my tasks because I'm doing personal and work in one yeah. journal. I thought I would be one of those people that had two separate ones, but I'm like, I'm not keeping up with two books. No way. No. Uh-uh. That's not happening. So, and I created a spread for my plants because I'm constantly like, I bought so many damn plants. You really Because I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. So now I'm like, all right, listen, you need to keep up with the ones you have now. So I mapped out like a spread and I wrote them all down. I have like a little illustration, what they are, how much sun they take, how much water they have, notes about them. Like this one loves fertilizer, but also water him weekly or fertilize him weekly, but water him every other day because he's tropical and loves this, but don't put him in direct sunlight. And all like all these notes about <laughs> these specific plants so I can try to keep that them alive. <laughs> oh my gosh girl meanwhile I'm like oh they're sagging I should probably water them <laughs> right <laughs> but like and I'm, maybe I'll make like a second like a second page of like when you have a succulent this is what if the leaves are wilting or it means he needs a little bit more water but if he's looking like this then it means it's too much water and if the right. leaves are yellow on my elephant plant too much water if it's droopy it means he needs more sun like maybe I'll just make little notes like that too and I'll continue Working on my bujo. Hashtag bujo. Um, apparently that's the thing. I don't know. Um, but I drew in that and just mapped it all out while watching the new season of Queer Eye that landed a couple days ago. Maybe it was Friday. I don't know. The season four of Queer Eye, which I absolutely love that show. It's such a good feel good like show to watch. Yeah. I always have happy tears when I watch. And of course, that's why I won't watch. It's so everybody good. I see that's watching on my timeline. They're like, here I go again with the waterworks. And I'm like, I'm not about to do this. I'm not about to sit in here crying at all these TV shows. My life is already stressful. I just want oh, to but see. I thought the same thing until I watched the first season and I was like, whatever, I'm just going to watch this. I've heard it's a good show. Maybe yeah. I, I don't know. Girl, no, I was like sobbing the first season, but in a good way. Like, I know, it was, but it's it was a kind of cry that energy. like cleanses you and you're like, oh, all right, I feel good. Yeah. I'm going to get my life in order now. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. It was good. That's a tough sell for me. <laughs> Not because I don't love the Queer Eye guys. I love them, but I just, I don't, I can't. It's a lot to take on. You got to be prepared emotionally mm -hmm. to be ready to cry yeah but at least it's happy cries well is it time for the main dish i think so cue the music <laughs> i love your music like <laughs> it's just the best if we have a string of like blooper reels or whatever like all of your little songs from all the episodes need to be on there <laughs> i'm for it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, all right. right so what are we chatting about today so this episode um we did a recap in episode one of our divorces uh for reasons explained in episode one so if you don't know then go listen to it um but this episode since it's been a while since our divorce were finalized, divorces were finalized. We've learned a lot through the process. We've learned a lot through prioritizing our lives, 
um, dating experiences, taking on new adventures, and many more like avenues of things we've taken on and things yeah. we've learned. Um, some time has passed, so we wanted to talk about how we've noticed the aftermath of divorce. And maybe that's a negative connotation. Like maybe that it could be phrased differently, but just what we have learned in this time frame, mm-hmm. how we've grown and how the aftermath can affect us when we may not realize it. Yeah, I think that um, I know that we sort of spoke, you know, about this topic when things were still more fresh and we were still kind mm-hmm. of like, swimming through and figuring things out but it's nice to sit and kind of contemplate over the course of this last year how like you said we've grown and we've been able to kind of look at some things in hindsight and you know consider what types of women we've kind of become as a result of of this experience this you know divorce experience yeah So you want to share first? Sure, I can. Well, uh, let's see. After the divorce, um, actually during the separation, really, separation slash divorce, I really had this new strong muscle of independence that I was wanting to flex. And Lord, did I. (laughs) Um, I spent a lot of time with myself. I spent a lot of time... You know, doing things like purging furniture, rearranging my apartment, re-nesting, um, rearranging things and priorities in my life. Um, you know, I did get into one situation that wasn't healthy. Uh, it was a little relationship that I was like, eh, eh, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. It was something that blew up and I was like, well, that even more was a learning ex- experience as well. Um I really got back to getting reconnected with God, getting reconnected with Jesus Christ and building myself up spiritually is where a lot of growth came in. And um, I don't want to say because of the divorce. It was just I tapped back into a reawakening. Yeah. Of taking control of my life. That's such a good word, a reawakening. That's it, a great yeah, way to, it really yeah, was. A great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It was like, I can either sit here and be sad and wallow in this and let it take over me. And I could feel it. I could feel like, all right, cool. Depression, you're like knocking on my door right now. It's coming. It's it's seeping through. It's like the floodwaters are rising and it's coming into my door. And I'm like, I can either sit here and drown and let it take over me or I'm going to fight. And I'm going to take over my life. So that's when I, I don't want to say turn to like self-help books, but you know, <laughs> so but, a couple self-help books, yes. But mm-hmm. a lot of them were more like prayer. Like I read Fervent, uh, which saved my life, I think. It was the most amazing, well-timed arrival in my life to read that book and listen to it. I grew spiritually in that in that aspect. Um and then over that time frame, I just really learned a lot more about who I am. Like, yes, I am this independent person. And I got more comfortable to date again. And gosh, that's a whole other episode in and of itself. Whoa. But <laughs> but the 
just is meeting different people, talking to different people in that capacity. You know, I had certain expectations set, like I had boundaries set and I stick to those boundaries, Mm -hmm. but I still noticed I was allowing myself like, well, all right, well, let's just see how it goes. Like, you know, one person I dated, I knew he was an atheist and I was like, well, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be forever, but let's just see how, you know, it could be fun. And through time, of course, like clockwork, I not like clockwork, but I could pretty much guarantee if you are a Christian and atheist, maybe some people make it work. But in my experience, they tend to make some pretty snide comments. He was good for a while. And then he yeah. started making the jokes and making me feel belittled and sh- tr- trying to make me feel shitty about it. And I was like, you know what? That's not good. No. <laughs> nope. Big old nope. I'm not going to have that. Um, which thankfully I already knew in my mind, like, nah, no, this is not going to be a forever thing. And, you know, that was a whole other story, but it could have been more, I I felt like I could have wasted less time. Right. If I look at myself retrospectively, respectively right now and say, you could have wasted less time. Like, yeah, sure. Learn, have fun experiences. That's great. But once you knew you should have just walked away sooner, walk even away. if it was just like a month or two, like still. And I want to offer a side note in case we have any non-believing and any atheist listeners that, you know, I won't speak for Stephanie necessarily, even though I feel like we agree on a lot of things. But um, we're not of the camp that says that atheists are like these bad, evil people. And we don't sit in a place of judgment. It's just like Stephanie said, Mm -hmm. as we respect others for their perspectives and their beliefs, even if we don't agree with them, um, it's important to be in relationship with someone who is respectful of you. And his behavior was just disrespectful, like being condescending and belittling is not showing that you care about a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I do agree with that. Everyone has a right to believe what they believe, and I'm not judgmental of that. I mean, when we both had that conversation dating, I was like, he was like, so I don't know how one of us asked the question. I was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus, and I'm not even kidding. And I was like, what about you? He's like, "Uh, I'm an atheist. I was like, okay, cool. Is that going to be a problem at all or nah? All right, cool. And we just moved on. It was fine. Um, And we actually would have like, in-depth conversations of like where he came from, like how I grew up in it, what I actually believe. And it was very respectable for a bit, but I, and I do wonder if maybe I possibly brought it upon myself. Like I was half expecting like, Oh, well maybe he is going to be an ass and Mm. say something mean. And maybe that's something I need to work on. Maybe that is a judgmental tick that, because you are atheist, I'm half expecting you to start judging me and da 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 da. Because you know, I had a previous boyfriend in high school who did that. Yeah. Um, was it high school? Anyway, a previous experience that was the same thing, and I let that bad taste possibly leave its residue for this experience. And but then I did recognize, you know, he started making kind of crude jokes and comments about it. And I'm like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but because of that, I I know to recognize um, 
you know, triggers from my past situations trigger or past situations and certain situations now may trigger like, oh, this is a slightly similar situation that I had. You made a slightly similar comment that this other person did and they treated me like crap. So it's like my brain taps into the trust issues and then I'm like, oh my God, everything is wrong. You're going to be mean. You're going to emotionally abuse me. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. <laughs> Not that I'm saying this, but my mind goes down this Yeah, road. no, that's where your mind goes, girl. I know because that's where mine goes. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> my I know current it. relationship. Um, wonderful, wonderful man. He's adorable and sweet and he spoils me to no end. Dear God. Like, listen, I can ask for back rubs because anytime I ask, he kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it selfish of not me at all to ask for a back rub? And he's like, um, no, roll over. <laughs> <laughs> roll over. But now he's spoiled me, but then I feel bad asking for it. But anyway, see, I feel bad asking for things for myself. Anyway, um, but it's a great relationship. It's like a good, healthy relationship that I'm in. Um, and there's two parts of it that triggers, like maybe a certain situation would happen and my brain just jumps to a previous situation and I make assumptions and I over, like I overthink or I make assumptions and I totally blow it up in my mind or I get mad or I'll get upset. And then he turns around and he's like, uh, no, that's not, that's not at all where I was coming from. And he, he said something to me as for explaining. I'm like, damn, okay, yeah, no, I completely overthought that. It's my bad. <laughs> I fully admit. And he said, I just, I completely understand where you come from. And, you know, some of your experiences in the past were not good. But I just want to remind you, like, that's not us. Right. Yeah. This is you and me. We're different than that. So try to have a perspective of us in this situation and know that we're different, that I'm different, that I wouldn't treat you that way mm-hmm. and give you the benefit of a doubt. Or maybe he didn't use that exact word, but he explained that. And I was just like, oh, right. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, you're a whole ass other person. <laughs> and so that was one part of it. And in the beginning... A bit more in the beginning, um, I would just have like random thoughts, weird reminders or like random thoughts of my Mm ex-husband. And it was nothing that sometimes maybe it would be like a situation vaguely related 0.5% to something maybe he would, my ex-husband would have done or unrelated. And it would just have like a completely random thought of, just pop into my head where I would think about like, oh, huh, that's weird. Why did I think about that? I don't understand. And then it kept happening for about a week or two. And then I started psyching myself out. Like, why am I thinking about this? Like, am I, am I seeing signs? Am I, is this, is everything? (laughs) I'm like overthinking it. And then I talked to my therapist and she was like, oh yeah, no, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, you can calm down. It's okay. Like, that's a completely normal thing, especially for me in that situation. It was still fairly new. Yeah. And it was within the time frame when we made it official. She's like, that's 
completely common given that you've had the track record you you have had and you don't you have a hard time trusting people that's normal it'll die down it's when it doesn't die down and you dwell on it is when it could become a problem and i was like right "Uh, okay so those are kind of my top things of what I've learned, especially the triggers of past situations. And I, I mentioned this last episode, but one thing I've learned about myself is I can get pretty defensive. I can make snap judgment calls and assumptions and then start overthinking and get defensive. Mm-hmm. And that's my anxiety or AKA my trust issues kicking in thinking, Oh my God, he doesn't, yeah, he's a man. He's not going to be good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be like, I've, I have to trust myself, not my issues. Yes. Amen to that. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like this experience teaches a lot of the same lessons to us. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just so funny to see your notes and see my notes and they're basically the same. <laughs> but, I, but I think we also had, you know, just similar uh, hangups because the boundaries thing was one of the biggest for me, you know, that I was that woman, I'll say girl slash woman, because, this, you know, as I grew into being an actual woman, um, but that really thought that I, you know, had it together and I knew what I wanted and I wasn't going to settle for anything less than I wanted. But the reality of it was I settled for what I, for less than I wanted a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, my boundaries weren't, uh, bold and hard and fast. They were very permeable. And um, I really, I didn't stick to any at all. So I guess I really didn't even have boundaries. I had what I wanted to be my boundaries, but I didn't ever respect them. And um, the faith thing is one specific thing that I know was um, something that I said prior to even dating my ex-husband that I wasn't going to, I was not going to enter in a serious relationship with someone who didn't practice the same faith as me and and truly um, believed like I did. And I did, I went back on that, you know, Mm -hmm. and he was not, he wasn't unbelieving, but he certainly had such deep uh, conflicts and struggles with understanding um, his religion as he was taught it and understanding Um, the Christian life uh, between what he felt and what the word said and what he'd seen others teach him and, you know, how he had been raised and all these things that he really probably leaned or at least seemed to others like he leaned toward and believing like the degree of conflict that he had really wasn't uh, compatible with the degree of confidence that I have um, in my faith. And I know we're talking a lot about faith, but again, you know, Stephanie and I are Christian women and this is how we believe, you know, if I was a Muslim woman, it'd be the same thing for me. Um, that I just think that operating in a partnership like that, um, I had to reexamine after divorce and when I was really going to actually consider dating again. Um, whether or not this was a real boundary, whether or not this was something I actually cared about, And if it was something I actually cared about, why am I compromising on it? Mm -hmm. Um, Why am I not sticking to what I said is important to me? And so I had, and that's just an example, but I I had to start having honest conversations with myself about 
what are the things that are actually important to me? How am I going to show that? And how am I not going to give into the fear that, oh, if I if I express a boundary or exercise my boundaries, then this person won't want to be with me. And I had to remind myself, you don't want to be with that person. If that person is not going to respect your boundary, then you don't want to be with them, you know. And so that kind of walked in hand with me um, learning to speak up. So I was not raised in an environment where like how you felt and what you thought was something that was asked. Um, You were told (laughs) what you were going to do. And you and you did it or you suffer the consequences and not to say it was abuse, just like you suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were you were essentially blindly obedient to no question. Mm-hmm. And you could you know, you could talk with your siblings about the stuff that you don't like and your friends. But what you're not going to do is exercise your opinion outside of that. And so growing up that way, a you know, I. I kind of walk the line between when it comes with kids, because like, you know, when I have my nephews with me, like if I issue a directive, I expect that directive to be carried out Mm -hmm. and I don't expect to repeat myself or there will be consequences. But on the same token, I talk with them. I ask them about themselves and I ask them about things that they think about, you know, in regards to whatever topic we're discussing. So it's a a bit different from how I was raised, because I do think that that there's a level of respect that children do have to have for adults. All that being said, learning to be so tight-lipped and to bite my tongue so much, I realized that in relationships, I was doing the same thing. So something might make me uncomfortable or I might not like something or might question something. And I wasn't always speaking up on it out of fear. Mm -hmm. And a takeaway I had, and I won't say, well, yeah, I think even, you know, with Michael, there were definitely times where I just didn't speak, but that was a takeaway that I had that from this point forward, I am being uncompromisingly honest, you know, and not in a way that's going to be deprecating to the other person. But, you know, if something makes me uncomfortable, I'm just going to say it instead of driving myself crazy about it. Yep. And maybe this is just more maturity than it even is a takeaway from adult or (laughs) divorce. But like, I think about, you know, and I talked to you about this, the time when I had moved and um, the guy that I'm, you know, feeling things out with had also moved um, to his location in Charlotte. And then I'm here in Alexandria. And so I was back and forth about, you know, what is this going to be? Are we, you know, because like, our communication was a little bit uh, wonky, just, you know, he had things going on, he had just moved and so did I, but that's not what my brain registered. My brain registered that it was taking until eight o'clock almost every night for me to hear from him, Mm -hmm. Um, even though I might've texted him good morning, even though he typically would text me good morning back, it would just be later, but you know, again, I'm a psychopath. (laughs) Or (laughs) I would just feel like, oh, you know, maybe he's out and hanging, you know, hanging out and maybe he doesn't actually, he's not as interested as he's claiming he is. He's just telling me he is to keep me on the hook, like just driving myself insane. Oh, and then, yeah. And sitting here and thinking, well, I mean, I can date somebody else, but I don't want to date somebody else. But what if he wants it, you know? And I finally, after talking to you and after talking to my other Stephanie, 
I finally just, you know, I had to agree with y'all and like sit myself down and be like, Antoinette, you are 30 plus years old and this is stupid. Just talk to him about how you feel, see what he thinks. And either you're on the same page or you're not. And if you're not, then you have your answer. And if you are, then you'll have your answer either way you will have a definitive answer. You will have an answer. You won't be driving yourself crazy. Right. Yep. You know, and so I did that. I got my answer. And it's and it's something that I find that I have carried beyond romantic relationships, but just with things in, in general. I don't back down out of fear. You know, like I had an issue with my apartment complex or with my apartment specifically. My AC unit was full of mildew and just disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I put a ticket in at the beginning of this month for them to come and clean it all out. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't heard anything for like a week and I didn't want to say anything. And I'm like, well, I'll be in Georgia for next week. So it'll be fine. By the time I get back, it'll be done. Mm -hmm. But then it wasn't done. And like starting to have like nasal drainage and I'm starting to get sick like starting coughing and stuff and so that meant I was getting sick from breathing that stuff in and finally like I just said to myself are you going to sit here and get sick because you're afraid to make somebody uncomfortable Mm -hmm. are you just going to go and ask people to do their job respectfully you don't have to be a bitch about it of course um and and see what happens yep and that's all it took you know so just a step that's I mean those are I guess two very different and I hope applicable still examples of where I just decided okay my boundaries are good and there's nothing wrong with having boundaries and it's mm-hmm. okay if somebody doesn't like my boundaries it just means that they have to figure out how to deal with how they feel or it may mean that I cannot be in relationship with that person because my boundaries aren't compatible with theirs But I can't sign myself up for a lifetime of discomfort, especially when it comes to a romantic relationship. I can't sign myself up to, again, be sitting around upset or or uncomfortable about something when I could just open my mouth and say it. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's too true. Yeah, that's I think that honestly, that's probably and I think particularly in situations where you're being where you've been taken advantage of or where you have in some way been misused Mm -hmm. that ends up, I think being a lesson that comes out of that. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the next thing, like you said, being more in tune with myself, same thing. And for me, the establishing healthy boundaries and speaking up for myself were two of the biggies. So that was also how Mm -hmm. I became in tune with myself, but then also learning to just trust God in, in everything and just in the process of things, you know, like I sat for the longest time after I got this job, you know, before I moved, you know, and here's my ticket. Like here is, I'm completely disconnected from the school system. I'm disconnected from the state and like, I can't be found. And this was before um, he passed away, but like here was me starting to move in a direction that's good. And I just held my breath for the longest time waiting for the shoe to, the other shoe to drop. Mm. Like waiting for me to lose my job and lose my salary and have to move back home, like all this stuff. And sometimes I still have in the back of my mind that. And I have to reflect on 
sometimes what I experienced in my marriage and what I experienced in my separation and how God really brought me through those things, you know, and how just kind of leaning on him in a lot of situations, I'm here, I'm in one piece, you know? Yep. So, um, I really think that that's probably like the biggest takeaways for me too. Yeah. Um, just trying to like healthily, well, I guess also that therapy is a good thing. <laughs> oh God. Yes. I, I never thought it was a bad <laughs> thing, but like therapy is like a regular part of my life now. And Same. I, I'm glad for it, but if it, it would not have happened if it weren't for my marriage and divorce. And so that's another takeaway that I would have to say I have. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I Therapy is on the table always with always. me. And I'll always be an advocate to say, even if you think your life is going well, talk to a therapist. Because mm-hmm. it was after the divorce when I decided to go and I was like, no, things are good, but um, I'm noticing a lot of extra anxiety. So mm-hmm. maybe I should talk to somebody. Yeah, just see <laughs> what they have to say. Yeah, of course. They help sort your thoughts mm-hmm. and see patterns in you that you may not have recognized yet. Yes, absolutely. And it's always, and you know, I'm still learning today. Um, and I think it's like you said, I mean, I'm sure some things are. I don't know how much of it is directly related to our divorces or if it's just a matter of maturing and growing. And Mm. I'm sure part of it too is once I've started at this new job, it's so much more fast paced that I'm like, if I don't say something now, um, I'm losing my chance. Right. Yes. Like everybody has so many other dang things that they have to work on. I have to say something now. I need to do what I need to do now. I need to make sure I have what I need from other people because they're not just going to come to me and do it. Right. So I've really built this muscle of being able to speak up and say, hey, I need this and I need that and I need it then so that I could do my job. Cool. Bye. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Do you watch um, Kim's Convenience? Yes. Oh, such oh, a good show. It is so good. So there's that one episode where Jong was trying to overcompensate for the fact that he had put love jong in uh, one of shannon's cards oh yeah. yeah and he was walking around and telling everybody he loved them and <laughs> they were like this is weird <laughs> what is wrong with you right now? i love that show oh it's so good I it's love it. such a cute little show i just think it's so great i'm ready for the new season yes oh goodness well dear i think it's time for us to move on to the inspo spot right so <laughs> okay so my inspo spot this week is actually pretty short and sweet nice and i think it kind of ties into our conversation a bit but it was some it's something that i mean i'm reminding myself of a lot of things um so this is one of them and that the inspo spot is that there is no reward without risk. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it just ties into my trying to come against fear and to not operate in fear and to recognize it when I see it. Um, and to look at risky situations and recognize that if I want some particular reward in my life, 
there's going to be some risk involved. And so, like, I think about, like, moving to a new place, how I was really nervous, even though I was excited. I was also nervous about moving here because it's more expensive here. And, you know, I was like, I'm worried that I didn't ask for enough money in my salary that when I move up there, I'm actually going to, you know, feel like I would be making half of what I was making if I was living back home. Like, just feeling like I wouldn't have the room to still live comfortably. And, um even with the concept of dating and, you know, being in this place now where, yeah, I know previously in the previous um, season, you know, I'd kind of had some interactions with a couple people, but I wasn't in a place where I was wanting or even willing to consider something serious. And now I'm kind of in this place where like, yeah, I'm not going to be frivolously dating. Like ain't nobody got time for that. So, and I do want a, a good and healthy and supportive relationship. I want that partner for my life, but I recognize that there's still some risk involved and I am still risking heartbreak by opening my heart up to another person. But, you know, I can't have that great relationship if I'm not willing to take the risk because they just go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same with any new adventures. Um, As a matter of fact, speaking of new adventures, so um, I've talked to two people now. One of the ladies from work is this guy that sh- is her boyfriend. And then I talked to a teacher when I was doing workshops that her son does this, where they pack a carry-on bag and they go to the airport and they go to the flight, the little desk or whatever, and just find out what's the cheapest flights available leaving. Oh, And they just go to that place, wherever that place is. You know, they have the passport with them and everything. So, you know, it doesn't matter where the place is, they go. And that's how they vacation. And they both said that they've not been any place that they didn't enjoy. And, like, they figure out where they're going to stay when they get there. They figure out what they're going to eat when they get there. And I'm just like, that's really cool. But that's also a risk, you know, like yeah. you're risking going to some place that's like trash. Yeah. But they've said that never once. No. And they've all all the places they've been have been very different. But that never once have they said, I wish that I didn't go here or I hate that I ended up here. And so I, when I think about that, I'm like, dang, that sounds so adventurous. And I actually plan to try that out. Um. But that is fun. Yeah, it sounds so fun. And so, but it also sounds very scary. (laughs) Yeah, to me, it sounds very scary, but I'm attracted to the idea of trying it. And I think that that is the epitome of an example that there's no reward without risk. Like, if they did not take the risk of hating where they're going, they would not now have the benefit of having experienced so many places and loving them all, you know, and knowing about these places that they would have never gone to had it not been for this practice. Yeah. I wonder if there ever was a place where they were like, Oh, what's the second cheapest? (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But that is really fascinating. It's really cool. So Mm -hmm. yeah, no reward without risk. Nice. Agreed. Well, I just have one book. I finished uh, listening to it. Um, I heard the book was good. I was told by multiple people that I should read it. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's another self-help book, but whatever. All right, I'll give it a shot. I tend to 
either love or hate them. Right. Um, but Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Um, yeah. Dang. This book had me all over the place. <laughs> like, it was so good. I, this girl had me both annoyed with her. Like, she would be telling a story and I'm just like, oh my God, what is wrong? What are you even talking about? Right? I yeah. can't, like, how did you even make that decision? I, right. If I was your friend in that time frame, I would have slapped you. Um, <laughs> she would have me annoyed and then turn around and have me in tears from her stories and how much I related to her in those moments. Yeah. Like certain chapters had me in tears. Other chapters I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I get it. Like what, you know, with like the mothering and children chapters, I was like, okay, well that's, it's still a good message, but I'm like, all right, cool. Great, great. Whatever. Um, she offers a lot of good common sense pieces, um, which maybe were some of the ones that I got annoyed with, but I would have to look at it and say, you know what, actually, we all do these things. Like we all, we can look at it at someone else's, at somebody else's life and be like, what the hell are you thinking? But we all do those things mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that oh, somebody yeah. else is looking at us saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> um, which could, it could offer to be a nice reminder for ourselves. Yeah. So she offers those moments and then moments where it's like, she's in your face yelling at you to pick yourself up because she is your friend right now. And she's tired of seeing you not be your best. She's tired of seeing you beat yourself up. She's tired of seeing you let the world kick you down and tell you you're not enough. When you are more than enough, you are yeah. amazing. Yeah. And by the end of the book, when she finished, I was like crying. And I'm like, that's when I marcoed you like, girl, you did. <laughs> amazing. You did. So I, I was surprised with that book. Um, it's on my re-listen list for sure. A few books are on that list. Is, is one of those books the subtle art of not giving a fuck? Oh, I need to add that. I'm sure it will be once I listen to it. Yes, because I've listened to it once already and I plan to listen to it again. That's a re-listen for me too. It is... It is how it sounds, and it's not how it sounds all at the same time. But it's a. it was a great read when I listened to it. He really gave me, like, same like you said, common sense things, but, like, the perspective. I'm like, dag, you know? Man, I didn't think about it like that. But now that I do, you know, so um, I definitely plan to listen to that again. So, you, yeah, put that yeah. on your list. That one will make you laugh a lot. Okay, good. Yeah. I remember borrowing the book for a bit, but then I had to give it back when I left my last job. Um, yeah. So I didn't get to finish it. But what I did read was spot on. Yeah, yeah, spot yeah. on for sure. Um, I'm thankful I got a chance to listen to this book because I, I've i been re-listening to Harry Potter. Well, rereading, but listen, listening to the first time, um, all the Harry Potter books. And I stopped at Order of the Phoenix because I'm out of credits with Audible. And I'm like, I've already bought three. I need to wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, read what's in your queue already. So this was one of them. Um, it's so good. So good. I'm also listening right now, listening to uh, Wizard, Life and Times of Nikola Tesla, which sounds way boring, but is so fascinating. <laughs> if you are into Tesla and the life and times of him, it's it's really good. <laughs> anyway, that's not part of my Insta spot. <laughs> Girl, watch your faces. <laughs> So read Girl, Wash Your Face, and yes. remember that there is no reward without risk. Exactly. And trust yourself, not your issues. 
That's right. Yeah. Okay, dames, that's our episode. Thank you so much for coming back again for another episode of the Divorce Dames podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Divorce Dames or visit BroadetNation.com. Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And until next time, remember, feel your feelings. And you are victors, not victims. Bye. Bye.